What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another movie review. I'm Chase Lee, and the movie I want to take a look at right now is Bad Education. Now, this one comes from HBO and is directed by Corey Finley, and this one stars Hugh Jackman as real-life person Frank Tassone. This is based on real-life events that happened in 2002, and he was a beloved superintendent of New York's Roslyn School District, and his staff, friends, family, anyone that he's basically come in contact with they all get wrapped up into this embezzlement scandal that slowly gets revealed by uh, one high school journalist, which is super funny, knowing that a teenager took them down. But they get caught mismanaging funds and uh, inappropriately spending the uh, kind of school credit card on miscellaneous items that they should not be spending it on. So a lot of fraud is happening everywhere. And a lot of people are trying to take these people down because it's just getting wild and rampant and all over the place. But uh, it is the biggest public school embezzlement scandal in American history. That's wild because I've never heard of it. I was 12 years old when this came out, which makes sense. I wasn't really in tune to news at that age. I was just playing video games, having fun with my friends and just dicking around as a middle schooler. Like I wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like, you know, reading Yahoo News every morning as a 12-year-old. So that makes sense to me that I've never heard about it. But also, I feel dumb for not knowing about it because it is the biggest one in history. So um, going into this film, super excited about it. It got uh, it was premiered at TIFF last September, which feels like 10 years ago at this point. But it was bought by HBO, and it was one of the biggest buys of the festival. So you have, you know, the prestige... HBO buying this for one of their you know Saturday night movies. You got the cast uh, that's pretty stellar with you know Allison Janning, Hugh Jackman, uh, Ray Romano. Uh, oh man, I, I just oh uh, <laughs> the the Vine kid that's always funny when he pops up in the to things. But um, yeah, it just it looked like a really great movie that you could just sit down and watch and enjoy bad people doing bad things and then getting caught and then stumbling over each other. So with all that being said, like it was, I was just looking forward to it knowing that we were in quarantine. We we're all looking for fresh content to just, you know, devour. And HBO was like, Hey, I got you. Let's drop bad education on April 25th and enjoy yourself. So I watched it and I like it a lot. I think if you're into crime stories or if you're into train wrecks or watching a car wreck happen in slow motion, you know, basically just a wreck (laughs) of human lives uh, trying to cover up their shady um, practices, I think you'll enjoy this. And the fact it's based on a true story and like this movie doesn't embellish anything, it's sticking it, uh, sticking to the story in the most true form. So, I got to get props on that because when you watch this, you're like, there's no way this happened. There's no way that happened. Then you look it up. Oh, yeah, that happened. So, uh, yeah, I think if you're into those type of films uh, or stories or whatever, please check this one out. But I like this one quite a bit. And I'll start with Corey Finley, uh, the director. The one thing I appreciate about this film, and this is not a bad uh, critique. This is not, I'm not, I'm not meant this to dog on him or whatever, but he's very restrained in this film. He doesn't do anything too flashy with the cinematography. It's actually pretty flat. Um, 
sometimes it works with me sometimes it doesn't um that's my only issue i guess with the movie is that the cinematography isn't really like that amazing or anything it's just kind of just there kind of flat but uh it kind of makes sense because you want this to feel more like a stripped down story like this could happen in like you know uh, a school district you know some small school district out in the middle of nowhere like you don't want to have it to be like this big you know feeling blockbuster you want to have it to be more uh, you know, like smaller and just more focused and stuff. So I get that, but the cinematography is here, neither here nor there. But he doesn't do anything too punchy with the visuals. There's no visual aesthetic to this thing because Finley knows that this story is already juicy enough with drama. You don't need to punch it up with anything extra. You don't need to overdo it and be flashy with the edits or the cinematography, the music, whatever. You don't need to add those extra spices. This is a lean piece of protein that's going to be great on its own. And as the story plays out, you see them just get into a, a deeper and deeper hole, and that's where the, the intrigue comes from. You know, these characters kind of stumbling over each other, screwing each other over, um, making stupid decisions, getting caught eventually. It's just like... You're just intrigued by it because these people are just dirty people and you want to see them go down. And that is where the, uh, like I said, the entertainment and the interest comes from. It's not from the director being overly cooked with the visual aesthetic. He just knows what it is and he lets it play out. He lets it unfold in front of you and lets you enjoy it for what it is. So I really appreciate it on that front. Um... And then on top of that, it's a well-paced movie. It's, you know, for, for like an hour and 40 minutes, the thing whizzes by. I didn't once check my my phone for the time. I wasn't once bored. I was always just wondering who was going to take what step to try to cover whatever up. And, you know, are they going to lie to the cops when they get caught? You know, when will they get caught? Who's going to get caught first? And, um, yeah, I was just, I, I loved everything about it. I love true crime. That's just, it's one of my... Um, uh, subgenres that I just really enjoy. So I thought it was a pretty well-paced movie. It could have been longer. Hell, make this into a miniseries. Uh, I'm sure HBO <laughs> is doing that as we speak, and they're probably making it into an actual documentary miniseries. Uh, pretty much when uh, I upload this review, they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, we've been working on that for quite some time now. But, um, yeah, really well-paced. It's entertaining. It's, like, darkly comedic. It's sad. It's... um. It's it's fascinating. It's just a bunch of different things kind of all thrown into one. And like once again, Finley knows this and he's just letting it happen organically and not being um, too extra. <laughs> so, and the last thing I wanted to talk about, because I think this is where the true power of this movie comes from, the performances. Um... You know, people like Ray Romano and like all the other ancillary characters, you know, like third tier in the uh, the order of the cast, they're they're good. Like they they're good. They serve their purpose. When they come into a scene, they make an impact and then they leave and then you're you're fine. But the two people that stand out are the two two leads, which are the two people that get caught <laughs> um, is Allison Janney and Hugh Jackman. So. To start with Janning, um, you know, when you see her in this movie, 
excuse me, it kind of reminds me of her performance in Itania a little bit. And there's nothing wrong with that. She just has this like fierce demeanor about her. She just gets what she wants. And, you know, with these type of people, like they're confident and like, you know, they they get things done. But when you realize that she's been playing dirty with the school's money, she slowly starts to unravel. And you get to see what she truly is, which is a scared, scared human being because she knows that the end of the tunnel is near and something bad is going to happen to her. And I thought there was a, a couple, you know, things interesting about her character that would keep popping up, you know, in terms of her kind of moral code, like where is she going to go with this? But the one thing that got me was that, you know, when they ask her, like, you know, you're going to go away for a long time. Do you want to save your family? And I, in the moment, you would think that she would choose saving her family. But in the back of my mind, I was like, I don't know. She might save her own butt. Who who knows? But that's that's just where her her headspace is at, is that she's willing to do whatever it takes to get it done. But if it kind of falls back on her, that's when she's kind of scared into a corner. So I don't know. I just thought her performance was really just kind of just fierce and striking. And uh, I really I really love her for that. She's she's having a great um, kind of career in, uh, you know, later in her career. Um, Allison Jane, good job. Uh, I don't know what I just said there. <laughs> Guys, quarantine is messing with my mind. Um, but yeah, I, I really kind of enjoyed her camaraderie between uh, her and Hugh Jackman. They they do make a great, uh, great pair. Speaking of Mr. Jackman, I always said that uh, the best performance I've ever seen him do, it's actually a tie for me. Uh, it's either The Prestige or Logan. This is up there. And I would put this in the top three. I think Hugh Jackman is actually pretty stellar in this movie. This is a guy that is charming. A lot of people love him. And, you know, when he slowly starts to realize that maybe this is not going to go his way, he starts throwing people under the bus like he's trying to save his own butt. And it's just, uh, it's really sad to see because he's desperate. He's desperate to try to cover this up and... You know that it's not gonna it's not gonna end well, and all he's ever wanted is just to be loved. Um, you know he's a gay man in this movie, and so he feels an obligation to hide his sexuality in front of people. So he's not really proud of that in front of people. Um, so he tries to be loved in other ways, and one of those ways is to try to get the school district to the number one kind of school in the district. So, or, you know, and like amongst, you know, national and all, all that stuff, but he just, he just wanted admiration. He wanted to feel like he owned something like he, he wanted to be in power and, you know, he just took advantage of it. And also there's this kind of underlying thing of addiction. You know, he kind of explains himself how he, he used the school credit card for the first time and then he couldn't stop doing it. So there's another thing there. And then uh, the last frame that we see Hugh Jackman, I think is the best frame of the movie. And it totally encapsulates like his character and what I just said. At the very end, without spoiling it, I will just say he gets what he wants. Maybe not like in all reality, but he gets what he wants. He has this 
range of emotion going from happy, elated, like he's on top of the world, to at the drop of a hat, it flips to sadness. Like he's reached the top. What now? And he just kind of breaks down and cries. And it's like, was it worth it? Was it worth doing all the things that he did to get to where he was at? Was it worth it? Stealing all that money. And it's like, at that point in time, you kind of figured that he regrets it. Once again, something, it's just super sad. Because when you're watching the whole thing, like, he's not likable at all. Like, he's, he's a bad dude. But towards the end, it's like, you feel bad for him. So, but that's all within the performance. All all the range of emotion that I just kind of took you through with this character, he sells it. Like, Hugh is a very commanding actor. So when he's giving off this, like, bravado and, like, confidence and, you know, this kind of charming attitude, he can carry it. When he gets desperate, you know, he delivers that in spades. When he gets, you know, sad or... Uh, kind of like emotionally like uh, overwhelmed, it, it shows in his eyes and his voice and just the way he delivers it. Like the guy is amazing in what he does. He's not just Wolverine, folks. He knows how to act. And like I said, this is a top three performance for me. Uh, but like I said, I love the whole thing, but the last bit that you get of him explains everything and just kind of leaves you on a um, uh, a different note than you thought you would have left on the movie uh, before you watched it. So guys, uh, I don't know what else more to say about this. This is a pretty dang good movie. Like I said, the visuals are a little flat, but everything else is so good that I'm willing to overlook that. I understand why they made it look like that. It's more stripped down. Uh, You know, it feels more like you're in this small town. It's not anything um, overblown like a blockbuster. It's like, it's like small and quaint, but it is a little flat, but other than that, everything else is so good that I can't go any lower than a B minus or B minus a B plus. Excuse me, a B plus for me for bad education. Please let me know down below if you've seen it, what you thought of it, and maybe we can have a discussion whether you hated it, loved it. I would like to get your thoughts down below. Please like this video and subscribe to my YouTube channel so you can get up to dates on whatever I post any review. If you guys want to have more of a podcast form, you can subscribe to the Real Me In podcast feed on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple, um, CastBox, we're everywhere. Uh, Go check it out. There's a lot of content over there as well. But that will do it for this review, guys. I'm Chase Lee, and tune in next time for whatever I review next. I will see you guys later. Thank you.